Ryan, we are back and we are chatting about comic book things. And stuff. Things and stuff. That's the new name of the show. Yeah, isn't that on Parks and Rec? Food and stuff. Food and stuff. There you go. Right? You're going through Parks and Rec. I, Russ is actually finishing up his first round of Parks and Rec. Oh, man. Lucky. First time ever. Magical. Experiencing all these things for the first time. I'm just, like, it's super jealous. better than The Office. It's not better than The Office. They're different shows, It's a, it's a bad way to start this whole hour discussion between you and I, but I, I am a, I'm a believer that Parks and Rec is the superior program. Yeah. I'm not too sure about that. Fight me. But what we do have to talk about today is Key Collector Comics, the first sponsor of this show. This application is the best app that you are going to download on your phone this year. Pretty true. Everything else you have is, is, is garbage. Yep. You just might as well get rid of everything else. All you need is Key Collector. And the podcast format that you're listening to us on, whether it be SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, or Spotify. Because we there keep the go. show going after the cameras turn off, give you some bonus content on the audio platforms. Those apps are cool, too. Keep those. Keep they're, those. They're below Key Collector in coolness. But Key Collector Comics is the first application that is built to enhance your collecting. While you're on the hunt, it showcases the books that are actually worth checking, pulling out, you know, the books that are actually worth money, and focuses them for you to have a convenient way to navigate and to find some expensive books on the hunt. It's a useful tool, especially the dollar bin diving section. Let's chat about that. Yeah, dollar bins, that's that's kind of the fun of, of hunting for comics, but at the same time, it can be a, like especially for someone like me who, who gets kind of triggered when things aren't organized and there's no there's no method. It's typically madness to in a those dollar, dollar bin books. Yeah, so it's it's very helpful to have, especially as you're going, and it's random. You don't know what you're looking at. You don't know what's coming next, so it's good to have like a resource to flip to. Dollar bin diving. Yep. This is a category on Key Collector where it focuses on over 400 different key comic books that could be found because they're largely overlooked in those dollar bins. You know they got to be in there too. There's there's a lot of averages, right? Some of them are good. That's right. Some of them are quite expensive. And I want to showcase one of them today because we're going to do a giveaway. We're going to start the show out with a giveaway. Hit the subscribe ah! button. We have Marvel Comics Presents issue number 72. This is a minor key. This is the origin of Weapon X. You know, we got Ryan here, so we have to talk about Logan at some point. That's right. Thank His you. favorite character. But this actually starts the origin issue and goes straight until 84. But this book, I mean, this is a $15 book, high grade. You can get like 25, 30 bucks for it. And we're going to be sending two of them out to the community. So comment down below on the YouTube video to all of our audio listeners. Go to that YouTube video, comment so you can enter to win one of these books. And let's also talk about the mystery mail call, Ryan. What mystery mail call? What is that? That's our that's our comic book subscription service. It's monthly. Monthly, we send comic books to the community in a box with care from us, and you get four to seven comic books. One of them being an exclusive that everybody's gonna get. Hold up, what? That's right. The exclusive is new, and we're kicking off this month with our first Comic Tom One One exclusive, courtesy of Scout Comics. Use code Tom One One on Scout.com to get ten percent off your order. But they've hooked us up with Gut Ghost Number One. The Comic Tom variant. It pops, too. I'm a fan of the variant. It looks so good, man. So many lines. That's right. And every mail call member is going to be getting one of these low-print comic books. You will be able to find them on Scout's website, but if you don't want to fight for your copy, just go to the link in the bio, join the community, and let's get in to the show. Let's do it. Okay. So, Ryan, that was a really long intro. That was. But you know what? We're going to keep going because that is how we do it. And <laughs> we are moving on. We're going to move on because I want to talk about not-so-terrific comics. 
It's terrific comics, but not so terrific as Bleeding Cool put in their article this Okay, week. I was going to say, I hope that's not the name of their company because that's, <laughs> that's setting the bar pretty low. It's like, we're all right. We're, let's just be real. We are okay. We're decent comics. We're decent. No, so what is terrific Productions LLC? Well, we chatted a couple weeks ago about Rob Liefeld just giving up on bringing young blood. That's right. That thing. I've been waiting so long for that to come back. Yeah, you're lying. Yes. Because you don't really care about Rob Liefeld at all. Oh. Well, actually, this is actually a good question. Does anyone care about Youngblood? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> there are people who care about Rob. Some people do care about him. I like Rob. He's I have cool a, I have several. He's done a couple of modern variants for like Superman. I've got, I've got them. Okay, well. They're fun. We were chatting a couple weeks ago about Rob because he's just given up on Youngblood. Hmm. See, we thought that he was going to be bringing this back. Pretty sure he thought he was going to be bringing this back. He's looking for titles to bring back because he's kind of got back in the public well, the, eye The again. 90s are huge right now, too, so it makes sense for all that early image stuff to kind of make a comeback. A couple weeks ago, he went online and just laid it out and said, hey, creative differences, the rights were just changed up over this past decade, and there is no hope. This is not happening, and I will not be backing anything that gets done by this title. Interesting. That's right. So we were like, okay, Drama. so drama he's moving on right and he got really specific like this was a long like almost farewell letter to his creation is what it felt like with this past week we got some more news we're talking about terrific productions llc co-owner of Youngblood, and they hold rights enough to make it so that rob doesn't want to do this and have any participation and what's going on is rob said that in this message that he posted online that it was all bad, that this conversation that he had with the now partial owner who, who owns some rights is just no good, that there's no hope and he's got to walk away. So obviously their conversation went really south. And I th- we're getting a peek at it here. Bleeding Cool reported, this is, a, a, <laughs> this is pretty funny. It says uh, article titled, Fanboy Rampage, Eric Larson and Brian Keene versus Terrific Productions LLC over creator rights. So this is what's going on. Rob has nothing to do with Youngblood. However, Terrific Productions LLC is looking to still make comic books with this title. And this is the Twitter account, and this is what they posted this past week. Youngblood might become the fastest rising collectible in 2019 to 2020. A lot of capital letters happening here. It's very exciting. It is very exciting. Deserves capital letters. He's screaming from the rooftops, Youngblood. That's right. He continues... Kind of, because it's kind of hard to read his tweet. The more Youngblood fans that hesitate to order Youngblood number one, thinking they can buy it in that secondary market, the higher the price, the more fans will scramble to buy it. Like, it's going to be difficult for them to get it at a right. good price. I think that's what he's saying. I think so. It's hard to tell. It, it is. You need some help. I'm not sure what that three is doing there. Um, Just reread things before you, before, you, before you hit the tweet button. I, that's what I suggest. Right. But we'll continue, because right now, he is straight up calling out the spec market. Yeah. He's saying that the individuals who go and want to buy comic books, these prices are going to be driven up. He's by saying the they're going to they're going to box out any of the people who might actually want the comic. And you know, if you guys if you guys who want the comic don't line up right now and buy it right now, then you're going to be screwed later. So buy it right now. Yeah, I'm not thinking so on on this one. And yeah. you know who else isn't thinking so? Well, well, the first that we're going to shout out is Savage Fincast Podcast. What do they have to say about this tweet? Huh. Without Rob Liefeld on board, I have a feeling that no one will care about a fanfic Youngblood. Shots fired. A fanfic Youngblood. So this is bringing up a larger conversation. I'm excited about this. 
what they're saying is if you don't have the creator involved with the independent comic book that you're trying to publish, especially one like this that hasn't seen the light of day in a long time, good luck. This is fan fiction. Yeah, I guess it is different when it's an independent comic. Because I'm thinking about like, you know, Superman, Batman, those the rights to them got passed on, you know, from their creators obviously aren't in charge of that anymore. So there's there's been other creations who have outlived their creators, but this is a different a different thing. It is. Eric Larson continued this tweet by saying that he agrees. Without Rob's involvement or support, Youngblood has no chance. Rob's audience was there for Youngblood because he was doing it. They weren't fans of the property in the abstract. Well yeah, put. That's a good point. They were they're they're Rob Liefeld fans. Exactly. So I think that this has no chance in the market here. And unfortunately, if you're a Youngblood fan, you're not going to be getting your content the way I think you want it. But fortunately for Youngblood fans, there is still hope because whatever does come out, if it's not Rob Liefeld, it's not going to be real Youngblood. I'm sure that's what people think. That's what it seems like they think here. We're chatting about a couple different people here from Image Comics. And one that got brought up was Eric Larson. Right. So I want to continue this conversation. Chain it together? Yeah. I want to talk about Eric Larson. Okay. I want to talk about Randy Emberlin. Mm. Right? I want to talk about David Michelini. Why not? Okay. Donny Cates. What's going on, Ryan? Donny Cates. Sir Cates himself. He's up, he's up to his old tricks. He's uh, tweeting old comic issues. That's right. That's what he does. He's I love it. Generating speculation. Just He's a speculation human being, like a machine. <laughs> He's just pumping stuff out, man. Maybe he's a machine. The December solicit for Venom Island has hit the internet. This is debuting in December, and this is debuting after the finale of Absolute Carnage. So we have Venom apparently alive. It implies he does not die at the end of Absolute Carnage, which was a you know, pretty big spec. They're taking it back to Venom Island. Venom hasn't been tied to a deserted island in quite some time. Like Lost? Just like Lost. Yes. In an airplane, John Locke. John, that was for you. If you're watching, <laughs> I had to slip Lost in there for no reason. Shout out our uh, one of our blog contributors, John Co John's Comics with Kids. Woo! Some of these guys are like big Lost fans. I'm still confused. I'm more confused That's than the, fun the Dharma Lost. Initiative made me back when I watched that show back in 2004. Well done. Well done. Right? Okay. So He knows what's up. I do know what's up, man. That was a good show. But no, we're talking about ASM. A different island. 347. This is the Eric Larson, Randy Emberlin inks. This is a great comic book. You it's got Hamlet the cover. Hamlet cover. See, in this issue, Venom gets Spider-Man to go to this deserted island. They have a brawl. They have like underwater fight scenes. And by the end of this issue, Venom actually thinks he killed Spider-Man, which is pretty cool. You get that like shot of him holding a skull. The bones of Spider-Man post an explosion. It's pretty cool. But this island scene has now been tied to this Venom island. So they're somehow going to bring either that place directly back or like the concept back somehow. Yeah, something. I don't care. It's Donny Cates, man. Like, go for it. Like, I'm in. Well, there's definitely um, a little bit of a complaint happening within the community about the recent Absolute Carnage issues because it's officially gotten to the point where they're like doing shout outs to other comics that you should have read up until this point. How so? Just, uh, you know. The same type of stuff what we experienced going through the Infinity Gauntlet. Reread this issue if this doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Ah, such is the nature of uh, epic crossover, crossover events, I guess. It happens. You know, that's half the fun. All right, but ASM 347 getting retreated by Donny Cates. I enjoy this kind of stuff. I like seeing his participation I on the I saw the, the uh, key alert on my phone, and I, I, I knew. Like, I was like, we're going to be talking about this on the podcast when I go up to Tom's next. Okay. And here we are. We are here. 
And you know, if Donny Cates does something, we got to mention it because apparently this is a, uh, you know, he has a whole section on our damn show now because he's doing so much for the community. Hashtag Sir Cates. We're not just talking about him because it's like clickbait. His, his videos, don't, like his sections don't get, you know, crazy good feedback on Instagram or anything in particular, but he's doing more for the comic book collecting community than really any other writer I can think of currently. He's super active on Twitter. He absolutely is. It makes me want to actually check my Twitter every now and then. All right. Something else that we got to chat about today is House of X. Can't stop talking about House we of can't. X. We can't. This is actually really funny because the first time we talked about House of X, it was because Ryan's like, yo, I just read this and we got to talk Blew about it. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. And the next thing you know, like days after we recorded, we're talking about it on the Hot 10. We're talking about it again on the next podcast. We're talking to, among the dealers and the friends at the, at the table. About the seeds. The seeds and everything that are happening. And then we do another podcast. And in, in the next issue, there's like a fun typo. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're just kind of having fun talking about a little mistake that was in the comic, but still entertaining because we're really invested in this story and it makes like those types of things that much more fun to discuss. Well, we have another situation here. Another situation. But I want to know from the community if this is an error or not because, oh, the controversy that's about to happen. And I think this is going to be the thumbnail of the show. Oh, I'm just exciting. calling it right now for the future. It's almost like you're the guy that makes the thumbnails. Yeah, maybe. Maybe That's I weird. <laughs> you have a strange connection with the, whoever makes the thumbnails. It's like you're calling it in advance. It's, it's, it's something's happening. Some kind here. of sorcery. We have first appearances listed in the back of the comic book. Oh yeah. And we have Wolverine's first appearance listed. Mm-hmm. I saw that. And it says, "Incredible Hulk, issue number one hundred in AT. One eight zero. One eight zero. Let the comments go wild. What is going on here, Ryan? Yeah, I'm wondering what's going on here. Like, all they had to do was Google it. You know, if they didn't know what the first appearance of Wolverine was, like, it's it's been pretty clearly defined by the community at large. You know, cameo, first appearance. The word cameo is not on this page. Literally says first appearance. This is a subject of conversation that has been had amongst dealers, friends in this community, and comic book enthusiasts for decades and decades. And here we have it in a modern comic book, them throwing it out there. No, no, no. He appears in that last panel. That's his first appearance. Technically, they're not wrong. I mean, if you're going to dictionary define the word cameo, it would be like a brief appearance. You know, it's the first time you see him. It says his name. You got the claws at the end of 180, but it's a very clear decision in collecting that the 180 appearance is a cameo. It's more of a tease for the next issue. Because and 181 is the first right. full. They're throwing a wrench into the works for seemingly no reason. Is it ignorance? Or are they trying to say something about <laughs> this? Maybe they just don't know. They just don't know. There's no Who debate knows? in the community. I mean, this is there's a clear debate because one of these issues at 9-8 is going to go for over $40,000 when the other one isn't. But then when you have things like this that spark up that conversation, we revisit this topic because you want to know the one entity that actually is going to decide whether the collectors are right or wrong, it's the market. The market doesn't care about your opinion. The market's going to decide what the market decides. Oh, hail the glorious market. Capitalism. That's right. USA. <laughs> All right, moving on. We have... <laughs> no, but for real though, let us know no. what you think about this in the comment section because I have a feeling 181 is going to be the clear choice. It's something that's never going to end. Like, it's, right? for as long as our 
great great grandchildren are alive. This is going to be a debate that echoes through the. You know, it's going to be to the end of time. Exactly. Well, here's a thought experiment for you. Mm. What if there was, I don't know, a shadow of the claws on 180? Everything's the same, but on the cover there was a shadow. Like you I'm mean talking like a green eye out of the darkness kind of thing. Like exactly. What if there folk? was something like that? Would this conversation be different? Let us know what you think about yeah. this in the comment section below. All right, Ryan, let's talk about some scum. Scum. Thieves. Oh, okay. Some of the worst thieves. That's where you're going. Okay, thieves. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. What were you thinking? Something different. <laughs> <laughs> like literal scum, like, you know, pond scum. You know? I thought that's what you meant. It's very similar. We're talking about pool maintenance today. <laughs> yeah, it gives them chlorine. You to take care of your backyard swimming pool, guys. If you don't, if you don't, like, routinely clean it with that net, that's right. Scum happens. Scum happens. And your comic books get stolen. Shout right. out Bleeding Cool for covering the story. I think it's important for us to get this kind of information out to the community, to dealers and people who buy a lot of comic books, because we got to be on the lookout because there were some thieves. Yes. We have a comic dealer that was stolen from at Wizard World in Chicago. We're talking about Tomorrow's Treasures. Shout out to Bleeding Cool for bringing this to the community's attention with a list of comic books to be keeping an eye out. We want to let all comic book dealers know to be on the lookout because these are some choice books some really scarce gold is on this list and if you spot them they're probably stolen because these aren't books you see every day that's unfortunate someone knew what they were doing that's right it's kind of what it comes down to in my mind i'm not a detective but someone knew what they were doing Keep an eye out for an action comics 19 this is where superman covers a begin and it's graded at a 7.5 we also have two copies of daredevil number one but one from 1941 and one from 1964. All right. We also have Detective Comics 144, which is a really high grade 9.0 classic gunplay cover. Then we have two copies of Amazing Spider Man number one, as well as Mystery in Space number four, graded at 9.4. That's a Carmen Infantino cover. Then Startling Comics 22, Sweethearts 119. Oh, and then this is where it gets really tough. We have some of my favorite sci-fi covers, Tales of Suspense 2 and 3. Issue number two is a Steve Ditko cover. Awesome, like, UFO stuff going on. Mm. And then Tales of Suspense number three is a John Vicema cover. Then finishing off the list, we have Tales to Astonish issue number nine, graded at an 8.5. This is no good, but this is only one of three different stories that are actually part of this article that I encourage the community to hit the description and check out. Thanks, Bleeding Cool, for publishing this. This helps keep comic dealers from buying stolen stuff because then it just makes it the, the crime so much more layered because yeah. these dealers are typically friends. A lot of these dealers know each other. And the worst thing is when you have more than one dealer get involved so that there's all this money lost. It's not just the one time the book was taken. It's somebody who bought a ticket for Comic-Con. It's somebody who, who knows comics enough to know that, you know, this book is worth more to steal than this other book. Like, it makes sense that it would be, you know, somebody in the community, somebody who uh, another dealer knows. And it, it just, it sucks. It really sucks. Let's chat viewer comments. Ryan, what do we got? Hmm. We got some good ones. We, have, we always have some good ones because the community is always so, so boisterous in the comment section. And we read those comments. Sometimes multiple times a week or multiple times a day. From Casey Vigilante. As always, great vid. Really enjoying this series. You mentioned the Montana collection vid you did with your dad. Those videos you did with your pops are some of my favorites. I need to get him on some more. 
Absolutely. You know, he's really busy. He's been working a lot lately, but he's been talking about coming back to the mic. I know he just got a new painting done by Art Baltazar from Oh Yeah Comics. Oh, yeah. He's talked about bringing that here to the table to open up. So maybe we'll be seeing him soon. That makes sense. And we're also, I have been, I've written one article right now on our Comic Tom blog, comictom101.com slash blog. I've written one article on there uh, going over an older video of ours from last year. So I think I'm going to track down this Montana collection video and maybe write that up, give it a link, give it a little bit of a a boost. That's a good idea. We have a lot of old content from back when we were like sitting under a thousand subs for quite a while. Exactly. And those are stories that I feel like we've already told. So I don't really want to tell them again. Right. But maybe you can help bring them back to the community's attention. A lot of new viewers and shout out to all the new viewers. Thank you. We love you guys. And then we have a comment from Anna Reads. Mm-hmm. Anna Reads Comics. I'm here to say that Ryan breaking figures is my favorite thing. <laughs> Neo's fine for now. Keep him there. Don't, don't touch him. Don't touch him? Don't touch him, man. You're going to knock it over. Ryan, you this definitely... This is a really wobbly stack of books. Like, we yeah. should probably fix this. Oh, maybe we'll do something new. <laughs> your hardcovers are definitely... Uh, no, it wasn't the books. I picked it up and tipped it over. And that was all your fault. That was not... Man. I can't blame that on the pile of books. But you know what? Anna is another contributor to the Comic Tom 101 blog, and she just started her YouTube channel, which yes, is really did. exciting. So I'll put her link in the bio as well. Let's move on to uh, Marvel doing some crazy announcements at D23. This is... I mean, there's just a lot that happened this week, and I want to just kind of dive into some of the stuff that I thought was most important. You know, a lot of this wasn't that new like there's only a couple new announcements a lot of this was just kind of actor announcements who's gonna be playing certain roles and kind of what we can expect in these new franchises that they're bringing to the disney plus streaming service i did get the feeling that they were holding stuff back at at san diego a little bit it felt like marvel kind of kept some things up their sleeve and clearly they were because this is like what less than a month later yeah you know they probably thought that because DC didn't bring anything to Hall H that they didn't have to bring as much heat to that convention. And that's why they announced three more things in just four weeks later. Yeah, I guess that's true. All right, the first thing we got to chat about is What If? Yes. That whole series run. It sounds exciting. It's going to be animated. But I think that's important. I'm very excited for that. Like, I don't even care. Like, that gives them more freedom. They're going to get a bunch of the original cast members back. This is probably in my top three favorite things coming up from Marvel in the next year. This is exciting. Not even just uh, Disney Plus specific? No, I mean... Marvel period? Marvel period. This idea is fantastic. We have 23 episodes that's going to be matched up to 23 different films. What if this one thing went different in this particular movie that we've all seen? So each of the 23 films in the MCU so far is going to be getting like one episode based around it as a what if concept. Yeah, and ideally they pick things in there that... Should have, you know, that that's thought provoking that maybe people wished played out differently. I'm thinking like, what are they going to do with Iron Man 3? I want to see what the Doctor Strange episode looks like. Ooh, okay. How that could be different. Ooh, that's cool. The movie was cool, but it wasn't as cool as I wanted it to be. So I feel like, you know, this gives them another, another chance. I wonder if we're going to see Thanos stuff. You have to, right? Infinity right. War was like the Thanos movie. So yeah. So what if gonna... Thanos was green instead of purple? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Imagine that. Imagine that. Well, we do know that Peggy is going to be getting her her time as Cap. That's, that's like the one detail we have ironed out right now, right? So that's got to be the first Avenger movie, the first Captain America film. I'm thinking so. Like if she gets the serum instead of Steve Rogers. But the new spec with this is that, well, they're, she's British, so they're not going to call her Captain America. We're probably going to be getting Captain Britain, hmm. which now brings back the conversation to past speculation. People thought Captain Britain was happening. We were thinking of Henry Cavill, potentially. But now we know that that is for sure not happening. And then with this further information on who we're going to be getting probably called Captain Britain, 
I think that that's going to be a failed spec. And now we have kind of a new direction. Interesting. Yeah. Happens. Nice subversion. Moving on to Winter Soldier and Falcon. That's going to be a cool show. I'm excited about this. Not a whole lot of news, but what's interesting is that the announcement about John Walker being played by Wyatt Russell. Interesting. Yeah, so that throws a whole kink in this idea that Sam Wilson's going to be taken over as Captain America. And considering that the Falcon is in the name of the show, I think that this may be a large part of the story. Maybe the decision wasn't Steve's to make. As to who gets to wield the shield next? To be fair, Sam stole the suit that he uses from the military. And he's just some guy that Steve met while he was jogging, right? He's not like a... He's a soldier, right? He's yeah. Like, he, like, yeah, I guess he could be trusted in I mean, that sense. Right? Yeah. Uh, he's not like a, a like a government agent or anything. Like It feels like they would probably want to promote somebody in-house True. to be Captain America, not just some guy that Steve knows. We got some like cast announcements on the Scarlet Witch and Vision show. WandaVision. It, it looks like they're just going to straight up do the Tom King run. Mm-hmm. Which... It's going to be probably pretty strange yes i'm excited i i I like it the uh solicit with the picture showing like the 60s they're doing a very like i love lucy beaver cleaver kind of feel to it yeah americana 50s kind of feel to it and considering that the vision is dead in the mcu at least we think he is safe to assume that scarlet witch has something to do with this but i like seeing the shadows in the background of the classic costumes Hmm. so We'll have to wait and see to find out. But we have a lot of appearances from other actors that have debuted in the movies. WandaVision for me is like the biggest question mark. The rest of these shows kind of explain themselves. You got like a Loki show. You got a you know, Hawkeye show. You got a Captain America show. But WandaVision, like half of the you know characters in the title are dead. Absolutely. What, what, what's it going to be about? Yeah. I'm assuming since Vision is gone, we're probably going to see something that has to do with Scarlet Witch. But I think I, that's going to be in her head somehow. She's going to be creating some kind of alternate universe to live in and... You know, some kind of ideal, idyllic, happy life for her to, you know, live out the rest of her days in or something. I'm not sure, but it's going to be trippy. Then we have Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, getting announced. I'm stoked about this, man. This was cool. Yeah, this is when my top three, like, most exciting things. Wasn't excited about the idea of reading this, but I took a chance and I read the first trade of this character. And she's actually really awesome. She's hilarious. She's funny. And the art style, I really, I was really hoping this would be an animated show when I first heard that uh, Miss Marvel was happening, that this was going to be... A property. I was hoping it was going to be animated to keep that really distinct, like, popping art style that the comic had, but no such luck. Live action. I want to remind everybody to break open Key Collector. There is a tab there that says Character Search. If there's a character you want to get just some key comic book information on, type in the character name, click OK, and it's going to pull up the most relevant key books that you need to be taking a look at that you need to know. Because Kamala Khan has some interesting first appearances. Outside of the all-new Marvel Point One issue where she gets her first full appearance in continuity, we have the Captain Marvel issue number 17, which came out a month prior to that. It has Kamala Khan as Ms. Marvel in costume on the cover. This is an anomaly. This is like one of those weird situations where you have a key book that becomes key status because her being featured on the cover, but not actually in the pages and not even debuting in continuity for as much as a month. So we were just chatting about Hulk 180 and 181. This is a similar type of change up here. 
comic books. What's intriguing is that the Marvel Point One Now comic, which is seeing spikes to like 30 to 40 bucks as her first appearance, well, it pales in comparison to that second print, issue number 17, which is hitting highs at $500. If only there was some way to keep all this information straight and, and portable and in, you know on your phone or something that you could download some kind of application to keep all this straight. You know, if only there was a, some way. Moon Knight is coming. What? This blew that's, everyone's mind. That's my favorite. I'm, I'm stoked for Moon Knight. Well, I'm stoked, but I'm also extremely nervous, especially after hearing Kevin Feige say action-adventure. That's the part that I'm a little worried about, man. Yeah, Moon Knight should not be... They should not be doing an action-adventure show for this. This should be moody. This should be dark. This should be cerebral. Mm-hmm. It should be. It should feel like Legion felt on FX. Absolutely. Like, like a head trip. Like, this guy's crazy. He's got multiple personalities. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. Action-adventure... I'm still, we have nothing to go on. This right. is all so, so new. But is is this guy actually have superpowers or not? What is, how is this going to be translated to Disney Plus slash movie? There's a lot of question marks with Moon Knight and he really didn't delve too deep into details. So he also specifically said that Ms. Marvel will be seen in the movies. Like we're going to see her actually hit the big screen. But he didn't say that about these other ones. Hmm. So, I mean, they're going to kind of be like PG-13. Are we going to see kind of an Arrow feel? Yeah, action-adventure. You made that point earlier. It feels like the Arrow-verse. And, yeah, I don't want that to be... As much as I'm okay with those shows, you, you dislike the Arrow shows. I'm, I'm fine with them. I don't like them. I don't dislike them. But I think Marvel should aim higher. Arrow puns. Then we have She-Hulk. The only thing we know is that She-Hulk is coming. And that she's going to be bringing her lawyer skills to the Disney Plus service. And that this is going to be a show that's unlike anything that Disney has. I'm hoping for Law & Order, man. I'm hoping for like Daredevil, but better. They can either do like a realistic She-Hulk or they can kind of go back to her like 80s roots and make it weird and wacky and like a Deadpool kind of thing. I'm interested. I don't know. That would be, I think, fit the bill for kind of like unlike anything Disney has done before. They would make It would make that quote make sense. But either way, it's, you know, it's going to be Hulk as a lawyer. I'm down. The announcement was that Bruce Banner isn't the only Hulk in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That means that we have She-Hulk coming and the potential to get maybe Mark Ruffalo involved with this television show. I mean, there's a lot of actors coming in from the big screen to be featured in these ongoing series. There's a lot going on. I'm excited. This is the first time anything like this has ever happened. Yeah. You got to think DC is just kicking themselves for not getting their app right. Yeah, they canceled Swamp Thing before it even started. And that, that's just unfortunate. And you know, like, after seeing all of these announcements, you can't, like, I, I can't not buy Disney Plus now. Yeah, I got to get it. You have to get it. You have to get it. We have to. That's the Well, we especially have to get it, but like, I don't see how you could look at all this and not, not subscribe to it. It's, it's a win. We do appreciate your time, comic book community. I want to remind everybody, this conversation isn't over yet because we actually are going to be chatting about the Joker <sighs> trailer. Oh, I'm so stoked. And we just saw Jim Lee tweet about this. So we're going to turn the cameras off and talk about that. But if you want to hear that conversation, head over to Spotify, head over to iTunes, head over to Stitcher or SoundCloud, whichever one you fancy the most, we're going to be posting the audio only version there with that extra bonus content. We have two giveaways today. We're giving away the Marvel Comics Presents Origin of Weapon X, issue number 72, two copies. So two winners. And then we also have some winners from last week's giveaways. We have two Archer Vampirella sketch variants, courtesy of Key Collector Comics, going out to who, Ryan? Alaskan Kung Fu Turtle. 
Great name. Exactly. We picked it randomly. It was, it was an awesome name. And then we also got one going out to Jim Church Sr. Yeah, very interesting comment. But we don't pick it. It's all random. It's and all then random. we also have my issue of Moon Knight 24 that came from the back wall. That's going out to Joe 47771. Three sevens and then a one. That's right. Mm-hmm. And should I give one of these away, Ryan? Obviously. Let's give this one away. Ooh, I love that one. I don't know. Something about that cover. It just pops. Cover by, by Ron Wilson. This guy's awesome, man. This yeah, is a dope yeah. book. Um, this whole thing run is fantastic. This guy's drawn millions and millions of rocks, and he does it every time that much better. So um, comment down below. We got three giveaways going out. It's three times more awesome than normal. Also, shout out to Key Collector Comics, the best app in the world. It's really, It really is. It really is the best app in the world. If you download it and use the coupon code TOM101, you'll get a free week subscription. That's right. You find one book because of this app, it's going to pay for your entire year's subscription. It's just going to up your game all around. Absolutely. All right. We do appreciate your time, comic fam. As always, geek responsibly. Enough said. All right, Ryan. We're back. Shout out to the comic fam who's listening to us in their headphones. The uh, I was just going to say, speaking of the comic fam, there's been several people that tell me this part is noticeably different. That, that like things that the whole tone of the show changes the second the cameras turn off in a good way. Well, it isn't just the cameras that shut off. No, I, I don't know why we didn't think of this before. Now we've done this like five times now. Yeah, this the podcast. the uh, cameras aren't the only thing that shut off. The lights that are just beaming ten degree extra heat on our faces. Thousand degrees, I think, is what you meant to say. Yeah, it's, it gets... it's really hot. They're really bright and they make us look awesome, of course. But by the end of the show, we are just it's difficult. Yes, it's difficult. So we turn these off, and then all of a sudden you get you get like a fresh fire guy it's an instantaneous blast of cold air it's like this guy's like oh i got he's full of energy yeah i'm like crazy how just like shot up with an EpiPen or something (laughs) 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 let's do this man let's talk about joker yeah joker time (laughs) but for real though people are excited about this movie they must have shown it off like they did like a preview screening or something because people are actually giving Opin- like actual opinions on the movie itself oh, it's right? rather it's than hitting film festivals okay, okay. yeah they're, they're traveling with it i they're, did not know that they're um, premiering it they're getting reviews of it this elseworld story that i don't even really need to talk about because everyone knows about this film now if you have the internet but this different take as joker played by joaquin phoenix yeah is now being put on a pedestal movie isn't even out till next month yet but this movie is being said to be the best dc film ever made what currently holds that title, though? Probably the Dark Knight Dark films. Knight, right? Or maybe and Superman. Some people would say Superman, I guess, in so the listen, 70s. Listen to this. This is from Joaquin Phoenix. This is what he stated. He stated this at the Venice Film Festival when he was asked about playing a Joker and you know, paying homage to Heath Ledger's. He said, Heath Ledger's Joker, unrivaled. I will honor his memory. On set, it felt as if he was by my side. Ooh. I love you, Heath. Friend and brother, I miss you. Damn. Yeah, right? That's that's sad. That's someone who like really respects the role, and that's someone who put time into perfecting their craft in this character. And with the reviews that are pouring in, review after review, 10 out of 10. I'm not exaggerating. I'm looking at the camera as if they're there, comic fam. Yep. I'm pulling a Ryan right now. I'm doing now, that too. But Making I'm like, faces. Yeah, like I'm not exaggerating. This is a big deal, and it's getting me excited as well. Yeah. I'm, if, you, if you were asking me... Uh, this movie would probably have been in my top three like most anticipated movies of the year. Sure. This and uh, Avengers Endgame and probably The Irishman on Netflix. Martin Scorsese, the gangster movie. That's, that's the whole thing. But, that's your thing, man. Yeah. This, this Joker movie, Irishman, 
Avengers Endgame. This is this is a top three film for me this year, and I'm I'm, I'm stunned. I can't I can't wait to see this movie. Jim Lee said something. Yeah, I found a Jim Lee post on Instagram about this. Uh, director Todd Phillips, Joker movie is intense, raw, and soulful. Uh, he's talked about how his take on the Joker is not beholden to the character's comic book roots. That said, there's absolutely nothing in this film incongruous with our understanding of who the Joker is. If anything, Joaquin Phoenix's mesmerizing and unsettling turn as the Joker gives us a deep and fully realized look into one of our favorite villains, and I'm sure elements will be embraced going forward in our ongoing, ever-evolving mythology. It's going to be cool to see. Yeah, maybe the comic books take some. Because you yeah. can definitely see uh, some Heath Ledger influence creep back into the comics after Dark Knight happened. Oh, absolutely, man. That'll be. I, I didn't even think of that. Like, what, what the Joaquin Joker, what kind of impact that can have on the comic landscape moving forward. Yeah, it could have no impact, like the Jared Leto take on Joker. Or it can have major impact and actually affect the way that we know this character forever. That's true. You don't, you don't see a lot of Jared Leto-influenced Joker depictions in, in comic books these days. Terrible tattoos, man. They really screwed that up. He should have got a neck tattoo. He, he needs a neck tat, dude. Right. That's what I'm saying. Everybody does. I keep looking at the camera. The camera's not on. Actually, did he not have a neck tat? He probably did. He did. Right? He did have a neck tat. All I know is I the one on his stupid forehead. Uh, that's the thing, man. They did like super uh, generic tattoos. Like They did worse than Damage. the type of tattoos they put on the wall. For the people who just come in last minute to get a tattoo. Yeah, like, I just want a tattoo. I yeah, don't even care. Yeah, I don't care what it is. Just give me that. Just anchor. put ink on me. I, I need it. <laughs> Jared Leto tattoos Joker. I'm going to look it up right now because I just want to uh, see if he has it. Yeah, he's got neck tat. Does he? Yeah. Right uh, there. The look at that. Di- no, it's a card. It's like a card. The Ace of Spades because he's bad. The Ace of Spades. That's what you want to he- think Thank about you. with Thank the Joker, that. right? That was beautiful. But you know what? I really liked his Joker. I think that I did the too. character design was actually pretty dope. He was a gangster version of the Joker. It was the only time in the movie I got excited. Like I perked up and actually like looked at the screen instead was, of Oh, it was the it was absolutely the best part of that movie. Yes. But it's all uh, five minutes he was in it. Yeah, the whole five minutes. Okay. Now you brought up another subject for today's conversation that I really enjoyed. I want to chat about it with the community, the diehards who are listening to us right now in their headphones. Thank you for listening to us. Please rate the show on whatever platform that you're listening to us on. It is huge. Holy smokes. Ryan, we have a bunch of positive reviews on iTunes for the uh-huh. first time, really. And that, that to me is like, it's, like, it's a new feeling, man, because I'm a podcast connoisseur. So seeing those stars, I'm like, holy smokes. We have stars now. We got stars on iTunes. Uh-huh. So I uh, appreciate the comic fan for doing that. But Thank you. the subject of the conversation now is you kind of like, Feeling like a little bit of a hypocrite? A little bit. Right? Yeah. Let's, let's chat about that. Um, so this past week, uh, Batman Superman came out. And it's a comic about Batman Superman. And it turns out the story is based around uh, the Batman Who Laughs, which I did not really know going in. But you know, now that I read it, I'm excited. I want to read more. I like the character Batman Who Laughs. And then it got me thinking about um, the plot of this comic. I guess if you don't want spoilers... You know, skip forward some certain amount of time. But um, it basically revolves around the Batman who laughs, trying to infect various characters in the DC universe with the same kind of poisoned gas that made the, this alternate dimension Bruce Wayne lose his mind and go crazy and kill everybody. So this first issue ends with a kind of Shazam who laughs, kind of popping out at the end. And... My first feeling on closing the book was kind of like a little bit of caution, like, oh, no, I hope they're not going to just jokerize every single character in the DC universe. And it got me thinking about how many times I have been on the mic 
complaining about my uh, distaste for Marvel doing this same kind of thing in the past few years, and it feels a little, a little hypocritical of me to not to not point out the uh, the contradiction there. It's like you're buying this. Yeah, I, I've been. Uh, I bought the Batman Who Laughs miniseries. Uh, I read all through all of Dark Knight's Metal and all the tie-ins. I didn't really like it. And they it. weren't even that great. I didn't like it. Yeah, I liked the character more than I liked the mm-hmm. storyline. I think a lot of people did, too. Yeah, and I, I didn't ever finish the Batman Who Laughs miniseries. I read the first few issues, and it was, it's fine. You know, I, I, I mainly really enjoyed Jock's art more than, more than the writing there. Which is, says something, because you're a writing guy. Yeah, and I really like Scott Snyder, too. And he, you know, he's the creator of this character. But this, is, uh, this Batman Superman series with him as the villain is written by Joshua Williamson. So it has a different, a different kind of feel to it. It's a different person. Different tone, yeah. You know, taking on the character. It feels... It feels cool, and I'm I'm intrigued by the possibility of other characters in you know the DC universe, maybe mysteriously getting taken over by the Batman who laughs. But at the same time, it feels dangerously close to what Marvel was doing by taking two different characters and smashing them together because they look cool. In this last week, I was watching Comic Drake while he was doing some like editing on YouTube. He's a, another content creator that I enjoy. Does a lot of great like informative videos on comic books and superheroes. And he mentioned that his favorite Marvel character right now is Gwenpool. Yep. And see, there you go. That's like the tenth time I've heard that in the last year. Like people with opinions that I respect that will go out of their way to be like, oh no, this new character that is a cross between this character and this character, that's my new favorite. And I think about that. And then I also think about the times where we complain about that happening. And it's like, oh, well, we wonder why these things happen is because sometimes they land and they land hard. They do. And this is a a time where when they do land, like Batman Who Laughs, I'm thinking like, imagine Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, all these different A-listers from the JLA. They're going to be coupled with a successful new franchise that has been started by one of the best writers in the game right now, Scott Snyder. It opens up the doors for so much. You got to imagine that this is something that's been, you know, on the docket since it landed initially back in Teen Titans 12. Right. Back in back in the metal days. It's going to be it's going to be a cool series. I'm going to I'm going to keep my eye on it. But at the same time, I hope uh, I hope we don't get like another Hulk Vereens situation yeah. over here. Weapon X kind of thing. Yeah. Or or seeing the Punisher get in the War Machine armor or like a mashup of. Doctor Strange and Captain America for some random reason. And I'm, I'm judging. I'm complaining. I never read any of those comics, mm-hmm. so I can't really complain with any kind of real leg to stand on. Well, you don't have to. So many people have. Like, yeah. There's enough of a like populace that have riled against a lot of those decisions in comics, and they're very boisterous. If you want to listen to people just complain about that all day, right. it's some of the biggest comic book content that exists on YouTube. It's it's just what it is. Yeah, there was there's been a lot of blowback lately, you know, for characters getting changed. Some of those, like you said, some of them work, some of them haven't worked. I'm thinking of Miss Marvel is a good example. Mm-hmm. Kamala Khan, uh, Miles Morales is a good example of one who has landed. Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's some have more success. But think of the the hate surrounding Riri Williams. Riri Williams, that's a perfect example. Yeah, yep. it's like uh, didn't, didn't really work. Not so much. So I'm excited to see where this goes because part of me goes, oh, yeah, they're doing it again. Don't really care. But then I think, well, God, that Shazam reveal at the end, though. It's scary. It's it's, a scary comic. You're like, oh, dang, what? Yeah, and the horror fan of me is really intrigued. So it's like they did it. It's like, oh, damn it. So I I feel like a hypocrite, too. So I don't know. Let us know what you think, um, comic fan, by 
you know, hitting us up on Instagram. You can follow me at Comic Tom One Hundred One. I'm Fire Guy Ryan on Instagram. You know, tag us in your in your posts. You know, we like to keep can we keep in touch with the comic fam via Instagram. Please be our friend. Please do it. And remind you to go to the YouTube video and comment. You know, because that's how we do the giveaways. That's how we make sure that you're participating in these freebies that we do. We love every you single week. That's true. We love you, but there's no way for your comments to count here. So you know, go go to YouTube, comment there if you really if you really really want a chance for the giveaways. We got some big stuff happening. We're excited. I say that every week, but every week there's more and more things that are going on. We got more giveaways coming that are, you know, better than ones that I could even consider delivering because we have assistance now from Key Collector. We got, you know, like Archerm giveaways that we just did this week. Those are signed, limited, and numbered. Like, I, where do you get those from? Yeah, like a year and a half ago when we started, I never would have guessed that kind of stuff. I know. We have other stuff that is... Giveaways in the first place. Common. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Like every video. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. I'm excited. It's because we have to support the community, the best community in the world. We do. We have no one to thank but y'all. That's, that's right. Thanks, y'all. All right. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye.